0: So I like to challenge people. That's a good example, too, of of just challenging people in that moment, like, are, are you in or are you mm-hmm. not, Or right? And it's always fun to come up with people who are just like on it, even more than they sometimes know sometimes that they are prepared to even do something like that, just like run with feet anywhere.
1: Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to the Movers Mindset Podcast, where I talk with movement enthusiasts to learn who they are, what they do, and why they do it. This is episode number 86, Jesse Stensland, Feet, Reflection, and Nature. How does a professional triathlete become a barefoot nomad? The path has never been clearer to Jessie Stensland. She discusses the role of movement in her life before diving into her passion, feet, Jessie unpacks her own journey of foot discovery and shares foot recommendations for others. She describes her personal reflective practices and her focus of prioritizing nature in her life. Jesse Stensland is a nature-based, movement-inspired, wild, and free human currently living in Huaca, Mexico. Boy, I hope I pronounced that correctly. She has a background in human performance, was a college swimmer, professional triathlete, and mountain sport athlete who more recently began exploring parkour and dance. Jessie is working on a concept designed to inspire a rerouting of our collective core values within nature. She's passionate about living with nature, moving in nature, and about permaculture, foraging, growing food, floor sleeping, and, as always, free feet. For more information, go to moversmindset.com slash 86. And today, a shout out to Rick. You rock. Thank you for becoming a Patreon supporter. Bringing you ad-free Movers Mindset takes a lot of time and has real hard costs. If you find any joy and stimulation in what we create, please consider supporting us on Patreon with a recurring monthly donation of your choosing between a cup of coffee and a good dinner. Thanks for listening. Hello, I'm Craig Constantine from Movers Mindset, and I'm here with Jesse Stenslin. Hi, Jesse.
0: Good morning, Craig. Good
1: morning. A little bit of time zone, but it's actually only I was. No, I'm, I'm American. I'm bad with geography. I'm, I always forget that Mexico goes to the east, so you're really only an hour west of me in Oaxaca. I had to look it up. Oaxaca, Mexico. Mm-hmm. So we have, we met hmm, four years ago. We had this discussion before. We met four years ago and the free feet is really what I want to dive into. Um, but before we go there, I like to start with the same question all the time, which is thinking back to your childhood, what role did movement play as you were growing up?
0: Wow. That's not the trickiest first question. I was like, whoa, I'm
1: ready for what? No, 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 no. It's too early for that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What role did movement play as a, in my childhood?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: What's really amazing is that I'm getting to watch my parents, parent almost right now, because my sister had three kids exactly like, my brother and sister and I, three of us very close in age, all within two and a half years total. And my parents had us at ages 21 to 24. So if you can imagine that's super young, they're super active. They were athletes themselves uh, in high school years. And yeah, now they're very young, 65, well, at the time, 55 to 65 years old now with the kids. And I get to watch them parents. So I can tell you that we were very active for those reasons, period. They were very young parents. They were athletes from, we we, we were at the swim team in the swim club from age four, learning how to swim competitive by age six. I mean, mm. meaning at least going uh, into competitions and little races at six. And by eight, you were like ferocious competitive people. And that's exactly <laughs> what my nieces and nephews are. It's incredible. Yeah. in In interesting ways, because now I get to observe whether I, Feel that competition is like actually a thing anymore because for me it's route. not a thing. But you were so rooted in the fact that you wanted to win. I would say they're doing it in a very healthy way. I think it was a healthy-ish way. I will just say it's it's pretty. It's a lot, and it was. And now I get to see why I was so competitive because of that. So if I could fast forward, so okay, sure, I was swimming sure. and competitive at six to eight, and then uh, really swimming was my was my core sport all not that we didn't do other things, but mostly that turned into things like my swimmer friends playing crazy ball on the basketball court or the tennis court. Like we used balls and we used courts, but we just did it so that we could run around and hit each Dang. other and play with balls. So (laughs) it's a good memory because I love the fact that it was so random. There was no rules and that was a lot of our movement. So yeah, we played if we weren't swimming and we had the freedom to do that. That's Mm -hmm. true. I would say we were quite like that through through high school actually because we had our summer league swimming or summer league at the swim club. So Mm -hmm. the swim club was just a free for all if we weren't just swimming those hour or two for the day. And we did that a long time. So and then it was college swimming, which turned started, I would say to be more of the like the only thing I do is this, right? So it's kind of like which then yeah, I had no. to I turned it yeah.
1: Try and that's say then you turn into triathlon. And,
0: <laughs> and then triathlon. Right. And it you know, wasn't until hard enough, we- uh,
1: swimming in open water. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: god. Swimming
1: in open water is a whole different animal. Yeah, right? that's a we different We
0: can talk about that. I was I was Talk about fear that I don't have anymore. It was thanks to getting over the fear of swimming in the water in the ocean because I don't, I have fear, like Dan Edwards says, as a visceral response, mm. you know, but I don't live in fear. But I was afraid in open water, and that lasted about seven years of my trial long career. Nah, I wouldn't say, I mean, very, very potent in the beginning, and I kind of forgot I had it, but I still needed to be around people. I couldn't just be out there by myself. And it was really a, a, seven years in, or a, way late, that I realized, oh, I'm okay out here in this same body of water I always was in and nothing changed, but my mind. Okay. That's a side note, but I'm torn yeah, the ocean's between. been there forever. So yeah, it was a big deal.
1: To, it was a big deal. I'm torn between talking about fear and open water because I, I don't have a ton. Well, okay. I have significant open water experience usually on sailboats, but I have done a bit of scuba diving, a lot of scuba diving in open water, you know, where you take a boat ride out to uh, I once dove on the, Continental shelf at the Cayman Islands where it drops off from you know 80 feet to I don't know, three thousand fathoms or something. And that is open water. And when you're out there, so I'm like, I'm torn between do you want to talk about so I'll leave it up to you? Do you want to talk about fear and open water, or do you want to talk about bare feet? Because I was kind of excited to talk about barefoot stuff because that was the context in which that I ran into you. So I'd love to go there, but I'll leave it up to you. You want to to, choose your own adventure. You want to go open water?
0: Both. I mean, I love both go both, but I will have to say I think a lot more people are diving into the Fear, although not many in the way that I love to dive into fear, unlike like parkour, though, does it really well, I have to say. So that's where I got really learned as well. So I'd say my more uniqueness and more like what I'd love people to know is about feet and how amazing they are. And not just feet, but nature in general, of course. So that's the reason I would choose feet, but fear and open water is awesome too. Let's do feet. What do you think?
1: So okay. d- you got pulled into, invited into a rendezvous event in 2005, 2006, 2006, 2005, 2006. 2016. 2016. Oh, sorry, right. My brain's thinking it's 2009. No, no, it's 2020. Craig. Oh, wow. Ten decade just gone. Um, yes, yeah, 2016. And I'm wondering if there's anything from that event now that that's far enough in the past that that jumps out at you as a fun story where you'd want to start because I got, I have a bunch of fun. Is that whole event was all like let's run barefoot, let's do parkour barefoot, let's go out in Hampton, Hampstead Heath barefoot, let's climb trees barefoot.
0: Yeah.
1: Anything jump out at you from that?
0: I mean, I, I, yes, any chance to bring up Sasha Shavo himself, but... Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not human.
0: <Yeah. laughs> and I had just met him, I mean, that day, right? We were in Hempstead oh. Heath with the group. We were doing the, how would you call that, re- reconnaissance of Hempstead Heath that morning yeah. and didn't know him at all. Um, and so, and I had no footwear on while we were in Hampstead Heath, whereas, of course, everyone it or maybe no, they didn't because it was barefoot. I don't, I don't remember. And so I'm running. Yeah, no, no shoes. And we're running. I started running. We started running. No, we were walking down this trail and we got to talking and I don't remember what I said, but I just started booking it down. Like, See if you can. Can you keep up or whatever? And he just took off. Yeah. I, he took off right after me. And so we just, so I was like, yeah, just knew he was a wild human from the get go. So it was the first interest. So I like to challenge people. That's a good example, too, of, of just challenging people in that moment like, are, are you in or are you mm-hmm. not? Or, right. And it's always fun to come up with people who are just like on it, even more than they sometimes know, sometimes that they mm-hmm. are prepared to even do something like that, just like run with feet anywhere. So.
1: How did, how did that you get, cool. like, I know my story, how I get sucked into it. I, I don't do a ton of stuff barefoot. Mm. I, I generally am barefoot throughout the day. I'm barefoot at the moment, but if I go outside, I'm usually running in minimalist shoes. Um, but how did you get sucked into the, I don't I don't mean like in a negative way, but how did you get into all of the barefoot, the kinesiology, the, I mean, there's a whole ton yeah. of benefits to it and how, what drew mm-hmm. you into that?
0: Right. So I have to say the first thing that I have to point out is that I have I have a banned word list Mm. and on the banned word list, barefoot has made it onto the banned word list. Okay. So I could go into why I have a banned word list. It's just a better vocabulary, more useful constructive vocabulary things. You don't want to say, you know, filler words, but also other words trying to give you an example right off the bat. But anyways, let's say barefoot is because I've learned that we have these words to describe Something from the point of view of consumer items. So I only have to tell you that I'm barefoot or you have to, or we're describing barefoot in terms of shoes. Otherwise I'm just, I'm just Jesse. I'm just running. I'm using my feet. Right. In other words, if people come up to the trail on me and they say, do you run barefoot? And I said, I don't run barefoot. I run, you run in shoes. And why? Because we have a shoe company called Vivo Vivo Barefoot Live Barefoot. It's the first time someone asked me, what does barefoot mean to you, Jesse? And I was like, whoa. It means shoes. (laughs) Right. Meaning if someone has to ask me, very, very wholeheartedly ask me what I think the word barefoot means, though something's wrong with that word in in our day and age now. So unfortunately, it's just fine. So I just work through context of feet. So in other words, I would reframe the question to say something like, you know, how did you get into feet? And that's the point, which, which is to say, I, I put feet at the center. I, I, just, I, I default to feet. How that came about, instead of defaulting to shoes, in other words, like I'll sooner go out without hands without gloves on, unless it I have a reason to put gloves on. It's the right. same way. I don't think I'm going out the door. I need to put I'm gonna put something on my foot. No, I walk out the door I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Or if I go to do a trail, walk or run or hike, I, I bring the five fingers with me and put them on as needed and only at the speed I want to run. If I just want to walk and tiptoe, that's fine. But if I want to move faster, then I'm gonna put them on. But I don't often just just put them on. Mm. So that's the default defeat context. How I got into it was through self, self, you as all know this self exploration, self awareness that which brought me even to the sport of triathlon in general. It was this, the triathlon, the repetitive movements, my in a, how I didn't know my body until later meant I was broken. I got broken down, I had to crawl back out. Like, why is this happening to my body? Why does this hurt? That hurt. I kept seeking those answers, and eventually they led me to the foot, which nobody in my world could really lead me to so my human performance specialists we still all wore shoes they might have said engage your big toe but they couldn't see it and I wasn't doing it so they would say it they went so far as to say engage your toe because my leg was unstable I couldn't stand on one leg and like engage your big toe but it was in a shoe and, and they had the right you're standing on a marshmallow
1: so it's <laughs> you're not connected to the ground
0: yeah. Which I always think back, like they missed it. And I'm like, no, actually they didn't miss it. They knew to say it, but we weren't taking the shoe off and actually looking that it happened. So when that happened was in the shower after swim session. When again, I wasn't in the shower, like I'm going to figure this out. I just was observant. I looked down at my feet that day, like maybe is not as usual, but, <laughs> and um, I saw that one foot was like really less defined than the other. Like, mm. like smaller. So my right big toe was smaller than my left big toe. I had more veins in my left foot than my right foot. Hmm. I mean, it must've pointed out. Yeah. It was like very, very obvious. I guess I hard to remember that exact day. It was now in 2008, but I went home and I looked and I that was the day I realized that this big toe on my left side could do that by itself. And oh, this one, I couldn't pick up. I couldn't pick up off the ground. This <laughs> big toe on my left could bend like this. And the other one could, I couldn't bend and lengthen just lengthening these tissues, it wouldn't do it. And on the flip side on my fatty padding on my foot, it was really well developed on my left right here, and this guy, like, it, the arch tissue, arch, the, the fine tissue, the baby um, right, the, the thin tissue under your arch, kind of continued up towards my big toe. There was no
1: yeah, There was no, no actual padding. pad there.
0: And that just sent me, that was just the beginning, right? That just sent me on a self, if no one else, I went to orthopedic surgeon, doctor, I went to podiatrist, I went to biomechanics specialist, and uh, my human performance guys, and they all intuitively, they were giving me these crazy answers. They wanted to lift my foot. One said, nothing's wrong with you because you're not injured. So many reasons. I sought them first, and they didn't give me an answer that luckily I, I appreciated.
1: Kept so digging, I just kept went
0: home. Looking. And instead of all, all that happened was I was, I would go to start a session of training, which back then would have meant some weights in my house and a mirror and some space to move and would start with movement preparation and some mini band activation and glute activation and things like that. And I wouldn't get past the initial movements because the big toe wasn't working. So I would stop, sit on my little bench, look at my toe, talk to it, move it. And I would, I would step up and in, 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 three it would be like two i'm not exaggerating two or three hours i look up and it it's all i've been doing right. so it was a constant if you had the time what's important because that doesn't work the rest i it was yeah, intuitive you're it just literally doing work. physical
1: therapy for your feet which i mean i don't have the yeah. most developed feet but like i, I cannot stand socks that don't have toes in them like in the winter i, mean, I need to put socks on oh. so it's like all my and there are pains and they're like put a little toe in the thing but like all my socks now have toes in them and it, i distinctly remember sitting on the floor at the chain store and and your session was like okay everybody take your shoes and socks off and a lot of people i wasn't doing a ton of stuff barefoot but i was at least comfortable like i like mm. i took my socks off and i'm like oh yeah look ugly feet okay fine whatever and then we did some movement and yeah, I could tell that my feet weren't in great shape, but at least that wasn't like a first time experience. But a lot of people, where I'm going with this circuitously, is a lot of people, when they first take their shoes and socks off and try to do something, they they realize like, whoa, my feet are not, are, they're really, really atrophied. And for me, I started wearing Fayu, you know, the little crepe sole padded oh. shoe. They started wearing Fayu to do parkour. And I, I can't really remember what why I felt that I wanted, like the first the first pair of shoes I tried to do parkour and were like big clunky Keens with like the plastic rib in the center it was like strapping oh, wow. bricks on my feet. And I tried that a little bit and it didn't work. And then I'm like, oh, and it might've been Adam McClellan or somebody. So we'll try some thinner shoes. And then of course you put thin shoes on and you try it and just like one jump. You're like, what? So I had to go. And then I started trying to walk more in them. And then I was going back and forth. Like I was wearing regular shoes and then and it's like, I'm never gonna make any progress. So then I started wearing Fayou Everywhere, I'm like, I had one, like one pair of dress shoes if I have to go to a funeral. But like, feiyu everywhere, and then that was like a a turning point. I mm-hmm. without being told, like, relearned how to run and went around in feyues until the fat pads on the bottoms of my feet restored. Like those didn't used to be there, and and now it's like, mm, yeah, I I don't know. I can uh-huh. run. I, I'm not I wouldn't want to do it, but I can run a 5K barefoot on the street, which is like mm-hmm. about the most brutal thing to run on is a hard street and. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if there's people, like if there's someone, I don't know who would ever watch, but there's someone watching, and so what are these two crazy people talking about? How do you, like it's one thing to say, take your shoes and socks off and go try it. But is there something that you've discovered that like sparks it for people to make them go, oh, this is better, even when with atrophied feet, it's often not better right out of the gate?
0: Mm -hmm. Sure. I I love... Erwan LaCour, who started uh, you know, his natural movement, talked about instant gratification at some point and how we want our society that wants instant gratification and often a lifetime of, of good habits and, and things are are, are long-term, like, com- not commitment, but eventually they're unconscious, hopefully. But what I loved was he said instant gratification in that moment, is it enjoyable? Does it feel good? And that is the, for me... I, it was about halfway through my, my career that I realized it was a lot of the human performance stuff that, they, that, that taught me this, which means you, you can always feel good. You can always feel good. You triathloning. You don't have to go to the point. That was my first example of that. You don't have to go to the point of feeling like hell before your workout's over, before your season's over. And that was very normal for us. And what they taught me, because we were so specific with our movement training, that I just I ran into those doors at the time. It was a gym, or or then in my workouts outside, and I was like, I just feel great, and that was the end of that. That was about two thousand four. So going back to this uh, instant gratification, when people put their feet on as one of the one of the guys will say naturally deposited ground, right? Textured, naturally deposited ground like the rock, a stone. Just mm-hmm. stand on it. Just a wiggle on it. Just like don't even have to. We're not talking about running. We're not even talking about r- walking at this point, right? Just that. There's a reason why it feels so good. There's a reason, right? There's a reason. Mm-hmm. So, what I find is that that's just the basic. Get one rock that fits one foot or two feet, right? put your foot on it as textured as it can be. We have so many rocks here out at the beach right now where I am. And it's just they're Each one's just a different shape and feel. If I can, you know, you can imagine and everyone you step on is different and that is nature. And so that's what I would say. We, we don't have, some, have to have some grand ideas of, of feet and what you're going to use them for. They just want to be included in life and right. life and nature is life and that means that to get you know started it's always not about minimum like going more minimal like with a footwear i don't even like to go there people think it's like i got to back off no put your foot on bare natural ground and feel and then when it feels great do it a little more and seek it out. You just, it's like, it fills you up. And there's a reason it's, it is your sense. It's a sensory organ and it is attached to your entire body, your mind directly, your organs. If you want to look at, uh, you know, all of that. Yeah, so the there's a reason.
1: Acupuncture, exactly. and acupuncture stuff in your foot. There's as many nerves in your I foot as there are in your go hands.
0: There, <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, only I don't want to go there only because I don't have all the knowledge of all of that. All I'm saying is it feels good and there's a reason. Right. Yeah. And so, so just, just, just feel it like a child, like in them in your curiosity they want to come out I have a great story on my website that's not actually it's not live right now it kind of is but it's not linked to a domain right now but it's, it's it does give the story of Fred and Fred's a foot and he's in a shoe and he's just like guys like I can play too I can do all these things and then he just is like he ends up being like this and he's like I don't understand and I could just like look at the hands they get to go out and play and do all these things and why am I here and then he's like I have an idea if you all well, this had to do with shoes at the time, but it was like, if you just made shoes that were like, let me do my thing. I could still be protected. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. But, and the point is just include them, touch them, go out on a walk and feel call textures and nature, things like grass and rocks and dirt and sand and puddles. And oof, it's just amazing. <laughs> and then from there, build up. I, I can, agree. I can go out and I- run as long as I want. I can run a 5k. I did it. I did it with my family, my, my eight year old nephew, no shoes in the middle of, well, it wasn't the middle of winter. It was Christmas. Yeah. It was June, January 1st in New Jersey with my family. And I did put socks in my soft star primal run amux, which are these really wide shoes. Yep. And then I, no, I think I had started the race. I did. I started the race. Was kind of jogging with him. He did amazing, and but we came around the loop, and then still had about most of the five k to go. And I was like, I don't need these. I took them off, put them under a car, mm. and kept uh, Mike our car, and kept running with him. Caught back up, and it was all good. So you see where I'm going? Yeah, they're like they're good. I don't need to protect them, and I'm um, just to tell you, uh, the foot has no problem with hardness. It's more so the invariability of of the of the terrain. So. Give it variability, and I, I'm a living, li- the living proof that the fact that really, if you just can repeat the same thing, it's more about your body and its interaction with the surface. So, vary things up, and if you have to run long in a straight, flat surface for a while, you can too. That's just not the point. Mm. I guess it's my point. <laughs>
1: there's where are you today
0: with all of that or
1: so today i've gotten to the point where what i what i can't quite bring myself to do is to run barefoot on there's like a cinder trail and stuff like behind Mm -hmm. uh, i live in a neighborhood but right behind me is a a conserved area that's like a woods and trails and Mm -hmm. stuff and the problem is there's just enough use that like there are there is some glass and it would require i i what i like about running so Back up a step. What I run in is Saucony track shoes, and I pull the insoles out. So there's literally two millimeters of rubber. So, like, if you step on a pointy, you know, a four sided dice, if you step on a pointy rock, it'll go right through the shoe. So, I love that it makes me not slow down, but it makes me keep my feet underneath me. None of this, like, just, you know, pounding away. And you have to eat, you just feel like each foot is like, what are we going to get when we put this down? And, and I, I love how I don't know, like right. So so geeking out. I I love the fact that it's taken a number of years, but I have enough hip flexibility and spine flexibility that when I step on something unexpected like a, a tree root or something, it isn't like, it doesn't really break the stride, but you can feel how, oh, my foot's going to rotate that way or you're not loading that particular metatarsal. And then you can just feel the whole chain shift. Like the leg doesn't extend mm. all the way and the other one yeah. gives a little more push and it's like the whole thing just, and it's like, hey, that worked. Whereas I know in the past, if I had stepped 10 years ago, I'd stepped on something like that while running, it might've been a fall if I had been on a, mm-hmm. a thin enough shoe. So that to me is the, My feedback loop that makes me go, yeah, I'm doing the right thing, and like my neighbors all, my neighbors think I'm nuts, but that's not because of this. But I'm often spotted outside barefoot. I take the trash out barefoot. Oh, it's a whole forty yards to the curb, you know, but in the snow, you know, and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cold. I'm not gonna die in forty feet out (laughs) and back to the curb, or or just like standing in the morning, like I have like a little. Retaining wall. I'll be standing on top of the the flat stones on top of the wall, you know, as mm. the sun is. And it's like my feet are freezing and my face is in the sun. This is really cool. So I, I'm totally picking up what you're laying down about the like, do what feels right and that let that be the feedback for it. So I, I can't say enough great things about, yeah, take your shoes and socks off and go that way. Are oh, those okay. birds on my end or your end? That's cool.
0: I think they're on mine. I'm looking okay. out and there's the, li- the it's everything lit now in my now head And then box. they're coming through. That's great. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's way I can't even hear them now that you say that. Yeah, I'm just glad the dogs aren't barking because you know, it's Mexico <laughs> dogs. We have three dogs right outside this window, and let alone the whole neighborhood of dogs. So we're good so far. One of the
1: things I love about doing these interviews this way is it's a much more uh, organic uh, experience. A lot mm-hmm. of times when we record in audio, sometimes we record outside, but usually it's in a pretty controlled environment and I'm trying to get the audio space under control. And these video calls are much more fun because it's very much more random. Like we don't know. I was kinda of like, oh Jesse mm-hmm. sets it up on the beach, but it's, it's so cool. So, I wish um, I want as, to be as, mindful as, yeah. of the time. So we're we're okay. we're gone fifteen, twenty minutes and I always want to make sure that I give you a chance if if there's anything that you came this morning, you're like, I want to make sure that we get to yeah. is the things that you want to that you want to get to because I I sort of picked. Let's talk about feet. But is there anything
0: yeah. you want to get to? Um, you can. I'm loving how this is going. Okay, really. I, I we did feet. That's appreciated. So why don't you just keep on you? And I mean, yeah, sure. And I mean, I did write too that that this idea, this greater concept of nature, I I would love to t- tie that back around. So let's do that. But like, I I don't need. I'd rather just keep going and then like. Sure. Well, I was going to say you ran an up.
1: event two years ago or like a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering. Did that catalyze something for you? Like my memory serves, you went there, went to Oaxaca and ran those events. And now Mm -hmm. I kind of, I'm like, ooh, is Jesse going to Because I got excited. I'm like, you're going to start running those events all the time. And I was like, ooh, it's a thing. And then something changed. I'm wondering, did something catalyze in your running the event or like, was that a turning point? What happened there?
0: Oh, so interesting. Okay. I was like, what events are you talking about? Because usually I'm doing other people's events. But no, uh, yes, I hosted two retreats, a friend and I, and... Uh, the really the big inspiration was just that i had met this place this place in oaxaca the year before and and it was just an amazing way to live period from morning till night what we did how we used the the nature how we got to move around as i mentioned it just it just inspired movement and health from the fruit and the veg you know on the streets no no crazy supermarkets to walk into no crazy lights you know it's just 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 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right, but yeah, I'm I'm there. Yeah, it was just the coconuts, you know, mangoes falling from the trees. We could dance right on the streets, meaning dance like we're dancers, and we bring the music and we just could dance. It was so free, and um, let alone all the nature. So yeah, that said, that was a great time last year to invite people in and and show them and show them to to guide them through our world here, and loved that. I, all I can say about what's happening today and what has changed in the year is. For me, every year I've come here, I've been different. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I am definitely every year that starts or maybe every day that's a new year <laughs> is for me, you'd never know. So I've come to Oaxaca in this place not knowing if I'd come back every time. Uh, and now I'm, I'm quite not rooted here as in terms of having things here. But I, I, quite I'm comfortable, right? yeah, I'm much more local. I, I, I'm. It's the third time coming back over the third year. And it's just like, you just get more local. You just know more things. You know, more people, the locals, locals who live here and the Mexicans themselves, right. You're just, you're just part of the family. It's so, so great. So, but in general, what changed for me this year to that year, yeah, it was about others the last time. And this time I, I went into, Punta Mona. So I have to bring up Puntamona. That was a year ago. I went to the permaculture regenerative uh, agriculture and um, permaculture place in Costa Rica. That kind of opened my eyes and my mind to a lot of things and even more nature, which is my point of going there that I could, I, it's, it's all great to think you're a nature human if, but if you don't even know how to live in nature, hundred percent, no money, just a place hour hike into the jungle with only about 20 people, like a tribe, mm-hmm. you know, then then I knew I really didn't know. And so they taught me much more. We can have a whole nother conversation, but that happened right before I did those events. So the events were kind of like based upon what I had done the prior year, if you know what I mean, just introducing people to this place. And I've grown so much more since then as well. And that's a whole nother year passed. And that took me way, like I said, closer to nature, my self-exploration, And I don't know what you're observing from afar. Maybe you could tell me what you're observing so I could speak to it more. But this time I really had to come here and just go inward to process. I knew I had to come back again for the serenity and the solitude, the nature that would allow me to process not only the last year, maybe the last seven years of my travels, because Mm -hmm. I did take a one-way ticket seven years ago and, and asked the world for incidental education. So that was building up, right? Which was the culmination of which was living 100% in nature uh, within those, that, that seven years. It didn't start out that way, mind you. It was quite natural, but it did not start out that way in seven years ago. And maybe I was processing all 43 years, you know, I don't know, but, um, I knew I had to come here and that this place would give me the, do the it. grounding. it's not the most, it's not in the middle of nowhere. We, it's a town of 45,000 people, you know, but, um.
1: You know, we were discussing like, construction workers. Like, oh, look, is the roof yeah. going to work, or what time did the construction workers start? Yeah,
0: exactly. It's, it's no, there's that. a lot of life here, but yet it's it's funny. It's like it's a perfect mix. It's that perfect mix you'd want. Like you have a lot of life, things are happening. Cool people are here. Uh, you could do a lot. I wouldn't be happy if I was just by myself. But at the same time, it can be very very calm and and serene and and processing. And that's that is what happened. My my thoughts, my creativity, hmm. it goes places. Like it do went you in do the jungle. Anything-
1: do you do anything to like for reflection? Like, I'm just wondering because, like, from you know, from over from over here, I'm on I'm in Eastern Pennsylvania. From over mm-hmm. here, I don't see much from you. And on one hand, I don't like to encourage people like, oh, you have to you have to blog, you have to be on Instagram more because mm-hmm. the uh, some people are are sort of like born to be explorers and you don't want to be like making those people check in. You want to just let them go and, and like live their life and see what they come Mm -hmm. up with. But I'm wondering, do you do anything? What do you do to, you know, like, do you try and capture the inspiration? Do you, do you journal for yourself? Do you put things on video somewhere that I'm not seeing or like, what what do you do for like that mental sort of self-care?
0: Yeah. Uh, it's interesting you've tagged on mental sort of self-care at the end. So I'm curious, the question, because I want to go both ways. Is it about, uh, are you a part of like society and actually sharing things? But what is the mental self-care so part I'm, of that? that I'm you're thinking? generally
1: interested in, in mental self-care, like self sure. personal self-help. -hmm. And one of the things that I find that I do, so I try not to color questions too much, but one of the things that Mm -hmm. I do is I journal a lot and I use it as a tool, partly a journal for like what I did, you know, so I can look back and go, oh, right, you know, I remember doing that, but mostly so that I can be reflective on my thoughts, my moods, and Mm -hmm. and like I use it as a tool. So I'm generally interested in reflection, like people reflecting mm. on their own stuff. So I like to ask people questions like, and sometimes I, I know what to ask. Like some people are really into reading books. So I can ask people like, what books have you been reading that have been helping totally. change your thinking? Or like, what have you been doing with journaling? Or some people f- go out and physically train as a way of thinking. So I I'm, I'm wondering like, what do you do personally in the this, in this self-help, in the taking care of yourself? Sure. The reason I didn't just ask that is because like, well, clearly movement is a big part of that. Like sure. <laughs> that's a lot of it. And I'm wondering... Things that might spark thoughts in other people are sometimes if somebody goes, "Wow, I'm really, I'm really like dialed into what Jesse is saying and thinking mm-hmm. here," and then they might want to say, "Like, well, what else are you doing? Are you also writing? Are you reading? Are you?" And so okay. that's where I was going with like I, I the whole, you. "Do you journal, and how does that play into your?" Because I, I clearly you do self help. Um, that's Ooh. my. Random wandering okay. is rendering a word. Random randering, wandering. Let's do it. <laughs> rendering me rendering. I
0: I really love that. I mean, I, I, random and wandering. I mean, that's the point. <laughs> that's that's a new word. I, I love it. I know. Okay. It, totally get it. it. um It's funny how I just I have a thing with words. So they're charged, right? Mental, self-help, care. Like, gosh, whoa. Yeah. Um, like the
1: word should. Oh, that's my nemesis. That's I have terrible. The first self-talk. one that was.
0: On my ban word list. Maybe I'll send you my ban word list, see what you that think. Might be but That cool. yeah. yeah, well, should, include, should,
1: should is on my trying to ban word list. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Yeah, for many right. reasons. Okay. <laughs> wow. I like everything these days. I used to bring, be able to bring every conversation back to feet, right, for a while. It's like no matter what we talked about, I could bring up feet. There go the dogs, by the way. It's um, hopefully it's okay. <laughs> it's um, there's fine. one puppy, one puppy, and one puppy who had a puppy. So basically, it's like, crazy. Um <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> not kidding. So no, it's cute. Err. Uh, words. Self-help.
1: Charged. Random wandering. First it was all about feet.
0: No, feet. Right, there we go. And now I've expanded <gasps> that, right? I've expanded that to nature. Nature. This word it's a little bit still not that it has been like kidnapped and redefined-ish if you're if you're conscious at all. But it also it, it can have different scopes, right? And so, which, which means nature. What do you mean? I'm touching a leaf. I'm by a tree right now, or, I don't you know, want or a house, I... right? So many things about our environment uh, and our nature. We are, and by the way, we are nature. So when does our electrons, protons, and neutrons here turn into these protons and neutrons turn into these? Like we're all we're all the same. So really, nature is that for me. It's I'm a very physical human, so I've turned it into a, you know. I say Occam's razor. I do love it Um, When you just look at the simplest way to think about things right and for me that simplest way without making it complex not that this is not a complex being but the fact is We can make it so much more complex than just electrons protons and neutrons having energy and and connecting that and that to me is where I'm going with what nature allows physically from the outside to the inside of my body, to my mind, to everything. And so, yeah, I don't tend to separate mental and even mind at times, it, it, right? Because that starts to have boxes. It, and so to me, uh, my, but long term self-care, I would say, uh, is just that it's going to nature and come what may. So that could be everything from, I, do, I, do I have energy right now? Do I feel like being super creative with my mind? No, but I know I want to go out. This is just taking you through something that happens mm-hmm. in a day. So no, but I know I haven't been to the beach yet. I haven't been to like walked away from my house and done something yet. So yes, I'm going to go. I don't know what's going to happen when I get there. So what happens? Beautiful point of the beach, lots of rocks, sunshine, air, waves, people do, surfing in the water, people walking by, Smell, all, I right. is sit, all I have to do is sit there while, where the water meets the sand, let it hit me a little bit, or stand on a rock and just put my hand on one and my foot on another and it just begins. It just begins, right? I just take another step. I take another step. I feel another thing. I go. Can you mm. imagine? That's exactly what my life is, and I'm glad we got there because I kind of wanted to go there anyway. Which is to say, how how are you moving? You're not in a gym. How do you look like this? Like <laughs> what? Right? While well, I'm touching nature yeah. and. Yeah. And it's a pleasurable experience every instant. So whether I'm, I mean, one picture, right? If if the water is meeting me at the sand and I'm sitting there in a straddle, sure. I'm not just doing like a straddly stretch because I want my hips wider. I push the sand out a bit. I feel every grain of sand. I reach over. I wait for the wave to come. The wave actually picks me up a bit because it's so strong and now I'm over here, but I had to twist to do that. You get the idea? I'm being like a child, uh, going back to having the best qualities of being a child with all the consciousness of being an adult and not letting either of those hinder, more so the adult hindering the child thing, but even children are hindered now by all our adult things. So it's hard to say move like a child, even unless that child is very free and able to to move, then they're getting challenged way earlier than they could and should, and we should be observing them as we are. And I know parkour is good at that. We are lots of big kids, so but okay, you know, self care wise, that's one quick example. The other day I went to watch. I, I did that. I went at sunset. I, I sat in the water a bit. When that got to you know skin got wrinkly, I don't know. I'm not saying I, I saw that, but you just feel the need to then sit back off the ocean, get a little warm on the sand or a rock and the sun was setting. I moved a bit. Next thing I knew, I was lying on a rock body size about this, uh, Mm. body size at about this angle. But I mean, I say jagged, but not like jagged, but like jagged, Uh, right? right. The whole way up. And I just hugged it like with my head over it so I could see the ocean. And yet my body was on, you think I I, can talk about sleeping on the floor. That's so comfortable. It's a flat, smooth surface, right? It's not soft like people are thinking Alrighty. we need, we don't need we can go there but the fact is i felt every i was just being pushed on and just i found mind you i found a good spot to sit on no no bone was hitting my other bone no rock was right. in bone but all that to say i sat there and it was about t- 10 minutes t- till the sun was setting i don't know but of course i was comfortable till it wasn't comfortable That's the point of moving nature, you know, and then I was like, Oh darn, it's not comfortable anymore, but it was for 10 minutes, but now it's time to move. That's what nature Mm. gives us. Right. It, it makes us move. So I had to move. I was kind of bummed, but I got it. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll sit somewhere else. But thank you for that time. Right. That I was comfortable in this like sensory biomechanical experience. Right. right. And and feeling the weight. Right. And and then this idea of meditation comes up. So I have two thoughts. You say self-care, two, two thoughts. I, I, people say, well, are you meditating? And I'm like,
1: yeah, but not in the way you mean the word. Char-
0: <laughs> right. That's a charged word too. And that's great. It's like, I used to say I meditate through movement. Great. I do. But you know what? I In this case, same thing. It was just come what be in my thoughts and my mind and my body. Nothing comes. It comes like that is what I can answer. I don't know, but I do this. Mm. And, and that is about that amount of time people say right that I was comfortable in a one position that I would, but that position for me, could you imagine wasn't like sitting in some like seated right. position which uh, it was that position. It could be a different position the next day. it could be a seat, not a seat but a seated position the next day. Um, and funny how it naturally becomes a 10 to 15 minute period of time. time. And I didn't need anything from that moment. Maybe I got something. Like I said, is it just space to be free? Is it to recharge me for the next moment when I'll actually do something with that quiet time? Was it meant to teach me something? Right. No, it's it's just
1: like it's a cycle of, of absorbing, taking in and then, and then mm. being active in the environment in the other part of the cycle. It's
0: interesting. Yeah. And the same thing happens. You pause. So I'm going to say it because I don't know how much time we have. Pause. (laughs) (laughs) You're so good. The same thing happens. Uh, I, I listened to someone else the other day who said in the morning, I do my meditation in the morning, you know, like 20 minutes. I find that's the best thing. And I was I try always to relate this back to what I do that people are then in, inspiring or guiding people to do like in a box. So like mm-hmm. meditation in a box, you have 20 minutes, you wake up and you do this thing. And I, you know what I'm doing today? I, wait, I sleep on the roof. We haven't gotten there, but I do sleep outside every night now on the roof under the stars it's up one one flight of stairs, so it's like you're protected from things. Sure, you have the odd like critter come around, and no big deal. You're asleep, so it's like you're up there. And what happens? I wake up, but I don't immediately have to wake up. I have no alarm, no alarm for years, not since 2008 or whatever. So I mean, mostly right, most every day. And so, that, except today, I had an alarm. By the way, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, I'm sorry. It's uh, yeah. But anyway, so wake up. And then you just, I, I have the time. I, it's not about waking right up and getting out of bed. I get to be like, Oh, I'm awake, but my eyes aren't open. It's still dark. I just get to hear. I, then I start to feel any, any sensations, the breeze, the yeah, birds.
1: There's, there's always a pre-dawn movement of the air. Are the birds up? Yeah. Yet? Pre-dawn. Instant-
0: thank you. Thing. Yeah. And, and so I, and then I have to fast forward to pendiculation. So basically I pendiculate every morning and wait to pendiculate to wake up. That's another whole conversation maybe, but it has, it's that reflexive stretch in the morning, right? That you Mm -hmm. do. And when you're done with it, your body like has like checked in neurologically, get out the bed and let's run for this day. So that actually takes, now he said that about the morning meditation, about 10 to 20 minutes, often more towards 20 and sometimes at 30. But in that meantime, what did I do? I just sensed, I just, thought. I just, I didn't like, yeah. So that I said, oh, wow, interesting. Naturally, that is where I would relate this idea of in a box, do something that's quiet, Mm. sitting with your thoughts. Whereas I've got this biological kind of thing going on about that and naturally doing that. So that's where I am today with self-care things. Yes, I have a journal. Yes, I draw and write. But I think those are the main points to make right here, that nature inspires that. And yeah.
1: those those are terrific points and i was like 50 things i could say in response but i don't want to start us on another (laughs) another 15 minute train of thought um so why don't like the the one thing i like to say about this is we can do more of these so you know we can do another one of these another time and we won't have any problems picking up where we left off i find that just takes like three seconds hey we were talking about because there's so many things any last parting words or things that you that occur to you, like I wanted to make sure I told people to go look at X or Y, or
0: oh goodness, goodness, gracious, uh, no, uh, yeah, sure.
1: I mean, and the ending think, is the hard part.
0: Okay, it's <laughs> like, okay. hard. <laughs> no, I know we're we're under movers mindset, but I, I will say moving, mind you. But um, yeah, I guess two things I will say is make nature a priority mm. as a core of your value system and a core of your movement. This is the first time I'm actually, we waited a long time. I waited a long time to come and speak to you. I haven't spoken for in a long time to anyone if publicly like this, uh, back when Feet Freaks was happening in 2015. So you see, it's like, and I didn't know when that would start. And that's why I'm so naturally speaking to you right now, because this whole message was like building up. And I can, I'm glad I said that so clearly today, whatever. Mm. And I'm not ready to tell you what that means, it's whatever you think it is. I just want to leave everyone with the fact that if nature, however you want to define it right now for yourself, in your core values, that means every moment you're doing something, is nature at that core value, right? With what you're purchasing, with what you're doing, who you're around, the fibers you're wearing. You're
1: eating, right.
0: Right. So just is nature one of your core values and also a core a move with it in your movement? Is it a, are you either touching it, appreciating it, right? Be very aware when you're not and when you are. So that's all I want to say. Yeah. Nature in your core values and your movement training and life. And there was one more thing. Did we have 45 minutes? Oh, oh, and forage. Find one thing. That's what I'm doing so much here. You say, what's different about me here in Mexico this time is I can't tell you on my street. I came here two years ago, didn't know anything. The next year, moringa was on the trees. Something else I knew. I'm like, how did I walk by the moringa every day and not know it was right here the year before? This year, holy mm. wow, I have a list of 10 things I can eat right on this one block alone. And I was walking right by them. So if you're following mm. me on Instagram, you're gonna see these little journeys around the, what I'm sharing to the world. And it may not be that you have tamarind or coconut on your on your on, your on your street, but I bet you, you know, you can eat dandelions, you can eat those leaves, there's nutrition to them, you can just put them in. You don't even have to taste them if they don't taste whatever it is, there's so many options. Well, at least one thing. Fart. Eat wildly. And that, yeah, just open your mind to that exploration as well as a part of your nature. And that's just what I'm doing right now and I'm exploring. So that's why I thought I'd add it in.
1: Mm. Well, thanks for sharing. Mm. Like terrific. Sometimes I I would love to just spend whole days with people It's like these, a lot of times, even the podcast, which can be much longer, it's still a tiny taste of like spending time with each person. And there are yeah. lots and lots of people. So I'm always just tickled pink to get a chance to sit down even for just 45 minutes. Thank you for taking the time out of your morning. And yes. uh, I'm tickled pink. You're able to like sit still. I was worried that I'm like, well, I hope she's okay sitting still for 45 minutes. But,
0: I mean, I was going to show you what am I wearing, but yeah, no, I've been, you see, if you notice, I've been moving yeah. my legs <laughs> around. Yes. So we're, we're, we're good. I'm, I'm we're all good, good for now.
1: Yes. All right. Well, Jesse, it was a pleasure to finally get a chance to sit down and talk to you. I'm sure we'll be speaking again and I I have to come to Mexico one of these days, but I think we'll call it there for the day. So thanks thanks again. And it was a pleasure. Bye.
0: Yeah. Bye.